Hello and welcome to Digiday Live, our podcast where we bring you the best sessions from our many summits around the world. I'm Sahil Patel, senior reporter at Digiday. We recently wrapped up our Digiday Publishing Summit in Key Biscayne, Florida, where we discussed the key opportunities and challenges publishers still face in the platform era, including monetizing on Facebook, pivoting to video, and creating new revenue streams. In this session, I spoke with Scott Churkin, EVP of Product and Business Development at Complex Networks. We talked about why media companies can't dip their toe in the water when it comes to video, which requires a real company-wide investment and a long-term commitment and business strategy in order to succeed. Enjoy. Scott, thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Um, so uh, before we kind of get started, how big is Complex Networks today, just in terms of company size? In terms of employees? Yeah. We're 441 people. 441 people. Yeah. Um, so in the past, your CEO, Rich, has, has said 90% uh, of the company is in video. Yep. Uh, does video in some way. What does that mean? Well, it, what we've done is really changed the company from thinking about ourselves as digital publishers. You know, the, if you hearken back to when Complex started, it started as a magazine, and that was in 2002. Didn't have a website until 2007. Mm -hmm. So um, we kind of reimagined re the brand as more of a um, lifestyle entertainment brand, and we want to be the most influential lifestyle entertainment brand in the world. That's the aspiration. And so we're not limited, or we don't think of ourselves in sort of a digital funnel or a magazine or a, you know, we're a lifestyle entertainment brand that can create content in whatever the medium. Um, and I, I really liked uh, what Corey from Mike said yesterday, talking about that you know, text has a great future, and these are storytelling story and the imagery that we use in Snapchat. And, it's all part of the mix. Um, but it's true in, the, in every part of the company is impacted when you, when you really go hard into video. Um, so whether it's ad ops or um, you know, my audience development team or uh, you know, obviously content and sales. I mean, everyone has to get in there because it's really complicated. It's really hard. And everyone, in the same way that we talk about, like, everyone's in sales. Everyone is responsible in the business for helping think about revenue uh, and what's the next growth idea. If we're not all focused on video, which is our future, um, and that's where the growth is for us, uh, then we're, we're not going to be successful. And so Rich, you know, talks about, like, you know, he is a really... Uh, bombastic leader, right? He's like, we're going to go take that hill. So he came out, and I think in a Digiday podcast or somewhere recently was talking about, we're going to create 40 shows this year, right? We're going to do you know, this, this many views. And we have, it's amazing, we're in regular production of 30 shows, mm -hmm. and that impacts text, you know, people that you traditionally think as, as text writers because they help, help foster the scripts. Right? And you've got um, development, a whole development crew now. Our, I think we have like 10 people in development mm -hmm. who are just helping come up with ideas. And we had a... Yeah, could you go into that a little bit? Yeah. Like in terms of uh, having a development team, that's a very, that's a very uh, television term. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean for Complex Networks? Yeah, I mean, we had to really build an infrastructure um, because... You know, a lot of our guys, when we started, you know, came from magazine and, and kind of translated what we did in magazines to the web. Uh, 
but the storytelling that you do in video is different. And so we had to come hire people with that expertise who've uh, built shows before. Because a lot of what you're seeing in digital publishing yesterday, um, a lot of what you see in your Facebook news feed, for example, is very uh, news driven. We are trying, and, and while we, we have complex news and really kind of got some momentum going, uh, particularly in YouTube with complex news, um, we really transitioned into uh, shows and some of those show formats. Uh, and, and that's where we see long-term IP value mm -hmm. also. I think uh, news is kind of transient. Uh, it's in the moment. It's in the moment. And mm -hmm. so like, you can monetize in that moment. You might get some pre-roll. Uh, sponsorship's really hard mm -hmm. because the client doesn't always want to be associated with what the news is because it can be um, you know, not brand friendly mm -hmm. uh, for, for a whole variety of reasons. Uh, so what we developed is a, is a show format, and so you need people who've done development before who can think through ideas, build a green light process that has multiple stakeholders and make sure it isn't monetizable. Uh, so you can't just be thinking about pre-roll scale. If you're transitioning into video or as you're dabbling in video and you're hoping to make it on pre-roll revenue, it's a, that's a really tough game. Uh, really hard to make that work. There are people I know, really interesting sort of YouTube startups that don't have their own sales team and are making it just from AdSense because they're making their videos for $100 a minute uh, with some really scrappy outsourced image and zoom in and zoom out and not doing original production. And you know, there's scrappy ways if you just want to be a digital operator, uh, just scaling um, sort of digital scale for digital scale sake, there's ways to make that work, um, but that's not our model. Our model is IP creation with an eye on you know, IP value that can move to linear. And a lot of people were kind of talking about the, the past and mm -hmm. uh, you know, the legacy media brands. We hear a lot about this in the press. And you know, we, when you talk about the digital upstarts and whether it's us or Vox or BuzzFeed, I mean, that revenue gets measured in the sort of 100, 200 million, mm -hmm. sort of in that vein, where MTV and ESPN is measured in the billions, right? Those are huge businesses, and that's where, you know, the, there's huge uh, revenue opportunities in linear. And okay, so uh, going into that in a little bit, um, you said you, you guys have 30 shows right now. Yep. Uh, they're weekly, daily, so what, what uh, are the... Some are weekly and some are daily, so. Okay. How many, so you're talking about how you know, the, the idea for complex networks to grow as a, as a video company, to, to get maybe to a point where you're in the billions and not necessarily in the hundreds of millions, how many different ways can you make money off of the shows that you guys do right now? That's, that's what you're talking about, right? You're creating yep. IP that you can monetize yeah. beyond just the pre-roll, so. Yep. Give me an example. Like, how many different ways are you making money off of one of the shows that you have? Uh, so, right now we've got a, a great show called The Blueprint, which does profiles of entrepreneurs and different types of businesses that are unique to this sort of complex culture. Uh, and that's sponsored. Uh, Ford and Miller Lite have been sponsors of that, and it's a really great. Uh, new show for us. So, so we have sponsorship, we have pre-roll, and then we have um, you know, licensing and distribution, which is like a new pillar for us, but that's where 
the, that's where the big growth is going to be over the next few years of our business. Um, and so we have a, a block on Fuse coming out. Uh, it was announced a couple weeks ago. You'll see us uh, a complex block on Fuse in November. And you'll see our shows, you know, it's, you know, moving that IP to a linear channel and that'll be our first. So looking, looking at licensing and distribution, like what are, uh, I do want to get into TV in a little bit because I think that's, a, that's still, funny enough, a big part of the, uh, the discussion. But in terms of licensing and distribution, on digital, where, where do you, are, are there any opportunities there to this, uh, today or well, in the sure. future? Depends what you call digital. Is Netflix digital? Yes. Okay. So uh, Netflix and HBO are surely... Uh, opportunities, uh, Facebook watch, mm -hmm. despite whatever uh, skepticism I'd heard yesterday, mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't think the, the first of all, I don't think the mid-roll uh, game is decided yet. Facebook watch just launched mm -hmm. two weeks ago. Uh, we haven't even launched, we have four or five shows launching there uh, in, a, in a couple weeks. And so it's yet to be determined how Facebook's going to leverage the news feed to highlight the shows they're investing in. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm not seeing it right now in my news feed that move to the, the watch tab. I bet it's being sort of beta tested and how they m migrate traffic. But these, they, know how to mi they know how to move traffic. These, these, they're amazing mm -hmm. uh, in lots of ways and, and create huge challenges for us in other ways. Uh, but they're, they're great partners and I think it's yet to be determined. So I would say, so Facebook, uh, and more and more, this is sort of, in this, if this is the golden age of, of the real golden age of television, there's never been more options, more rich, uh, immersive, binge-worthy options on TV. Uh, that creates huge opportunities for all of us to develop, if you have a development team, to develop ideas and sell shows or, uh, you know, possibly if it's right for your, you know, get a block or, you know, for even some brands to, to move to linear and a, in a, in a bigger capacity, if that's right for your brand. Uh, so there's a lot, there's so many buyers, there's new buyers all the time, Amazon. Uh, well, just that's the interesting thing though, right? Because there are new buyers all the time, but as, as new buyers kind of roll in, you kind of see some of the older buyers go away. Uh, Comcast had the watchable uh, experiment that has just come, you know, very recently shut off original content. You guys have sold a bunch of shows to go 90. Uh, yeah. Is that still a, a viable player in this space for, for a producer, for, for a publisher to sell shows to? Sure. I mean, they, they, we have a great series called QB1 uh, produced with uh, Peter Berg mm -hmm. that uh, they just renewed for, uh, I think, seasons two and three. So that goes in, into 18. I think Verizon has really uh, made some big moves and whether it's AOL and Yahoo and you know a, a major foothold in uh, you know ad revenue display revenue or video revenue I mean that's a lot of uh, you know eight to nine billion dollars of ad spend going through the platform that's an amazing amount of scale uh, similarly their investment in go 90 or or on complex um, or you know they're, they're making some great uh, really exciting moves to invest in next waves of growth. How do, you, but like, how do you protect yourself against that, right? Because there's no guarantee that two years from now, Facebook's gonna still be funding shows. They, they have come out and For said, sure. like their eventual goal is, yeah, we'll, we'll fund the production of these things now, yep. but eventually the mid-rolls will be great enough where you can make money off it. Yeah, so yeah. you can't guarantee that Facebook's gonna be contributing revenue yep. in that capacity two years from now. Uh, we don't know if Go90 is still going to be doing original content two years from now. I mean, they might, but we, we don't know for sure. As a company that has revenue coming in 
from this, you know, this part of the world, this part of the video world, how do you ensure that that's still a revenue stream that is going to be around two or three years from now, even if the buyers are different? Well, I, I don't see the, um, you know, whether Go, whatever Go90 uh, becomes over time, or it's, we are in multiple platforms, whether, so we're talking right now with lots of places for distribution, whether it's domestic or international, I, I think the market uh, is not decreasing. There's, there's only more and more investment. And so what, you know, whether it's uh, Amazon Prime or, or it's HBO Go or Showtime or the you know, stars, or, you know, who knows who's next? Maybe Roku's next. I mean, people want differentiation in their, uh, as if I'm a streaming owner, if I've got a gateway to an audience, uh, it's a, just a natural thing where Netflix amassed scale uh, by you know, leveraging other people's content and then they build IP on top of it. That's a natural thing. And so I wouldn't be surprised to see Roku and, and those kinds of guys make those moves. And so I, I believe that there is a really robust market that is, uh, can be a very profitable for people who can produce shows and can drive attention. I think that was the thing that, that Hearst and Verizon um, really saw in us was this, was this company was really birthed in digital and social. If you go to Complex, you'll see there's an amazing amount of, probably our fastest growing ad category right now is, uh, is driving tune-in for, uh, for linear. Or, or, or any, actually for digital, so whether any of the streaming platforms too. Because we've got the eyeballs, they're young, and you know, the, the linear stations by and large are an older audience. And so they're trying to reach a youth culture, which we have at scale. Mm -hmm. So one of the interesting things that came out of the, the town hall yesterday was, uh, I forget who, but someone asked, like, is anyone making money on video? Yep. Complex Networks is uh, fortunate to have parents in Verizon and Hearst. Yep. Uh, you guys play at a field along with the Vices, the, box, uh, the BuzzFeeds, the Voxes of the world that uh, smaller digital publishers don't get the, the luxury of. Are you actually making money on video? Question number one on that front. Sure, we're making money on, mm -hmm. on video. Is it enough money? I mean, is it ever enough money? I, I mean, know. you know, like, uh, how, how, how much of a hockey stick up and to the right does it need to be? Uh, it's never going to be enough. And that's sort of, uh, once you kind of get your head around that, uh, you know, it's a huge investment. Mm -hmm. the, the unit cost of a, of a piece of video compared to a piece of text is it's extraordinary. How and much is that for you guys, would you say, if you had to estimate? Oh, I don't know. If it's like, really depends on the show. We got mm -hmm. really scrappy shows, like Life at Complex, which is one guy with a camera running around the office. But give me something like the blueprint, like some of the higher... That's, I mean, products. that's real production costs. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I would say for, for some of the stuff we shoot in the office, that's on location. Mm -hmm. So you can be looking at anywhere between five dollars and $20,000. Like, the stuff in the office is... Mm -hmm. lower and easier, even though we bring in great talent, that talent, uh, when you gotta bring a crew, and that's much more expensive. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, in, in, in discussing this, you know, the great opportunity in video is obviously on the, the platform, it's distributed media, right? Yes. The other thing about it, uh, uh, as you guys yourselves have discussed in the past, is that comes with under, the understanding that all the money that you make, some of it is gonna go to the platform. So, like, how do you envision growing the video business, the re revenue coming in from video, when 
YouTube's taking 45% cut off of any ad. At least, you know, no. it's kind of mineral ad money you can make. Like, yeah. how, do you, how do you grow in that environment? Well, I don't see how you can be in this business if you don't embrace a distributed um, landscape. So uh, it's very hard to get traffic outside of Facebook with links that drive to your site. Uh, search is one vehicle, and if you're great at search and you're putting enough content and you can play that game or you got enough direct traffic, that's great. But uh, the, the distributed environment is what we're getting smarter at uh, bundling all the time. So we're embracing the distributed landscape and bundling advertisers baked into the video asset itself. Uh, and so that's really important to the monetization strategy. So we're taking advantage of the content wherever it lives. Uh, and so it's, if you're gonna sponsor the blueprint, well, your brand is seen in Facebook and YouTube and. Uh, wherever, and any of the promo assets that live in Instagram, uh, whatever we do in Snapchat, and yeah, we have to cut these guys in. But look, the distributed landscape has been amazing for our brand. I think we've never been, we've embraced it wholly. We've never had more sort of brand awareness or brand affinity than this moment right now. Mm -hmm. uh, our Snapchat scale is, is like three times as big as our website. Mm -hmm. So, like, well, actually, let's go into that a little bit. Yeah. It's funny we haven't really talked about Snapchat much during during DPS, but that's probably because you know Instagram. Um, but <laughs> what you know, you, you guys have a Discover Channel. Yep. Uh, what's the audience like there today? I mean, it used to be all the all that everyone wanted to talk about six, ten months ago. Yep. Today, what's the audience and revenue like? I, on Snapchat? I mean, look. So that's that's the the thing about the revenue is growing, mm -hmm. um, but it's it's an emerging channel from a revenue perspective. We obviously monetize much, much better on our own website. Mm -hmm. But the scale of what Discover has become for us is extraordinary. And, and that's just sort of a single complex brand. You know, complex is a multi-brand, mm -hmm. uh, complex networks is a multi-brand um, company, media brand or media company. So it's, you know, first we feast, which uh, is our you know, has really gotten famous through Hot Ones, our video series where we make people eat extraordinarily hot wings and watch them sweat through an interview. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's great. You should check it out. Really uh, the, uh, and so sneaker shopping and, you know, some of the, how we think about, oh, and Rated Red. So we have lots of different mm -hmm. channels that, that we're bringing. To Do mind. you still see uh, growth happening on Snapchat? I mean, they, the yes. platform itself has been undercut by Instagram pretty well, so. so that is a function, and I, I totally see that, mm -hmm. but what we're seeing is the consumption on our Discover channel is really impressive. Mm -hmm. Like, it, they have an audience, the, the, the people who are on there are engaged. There's no question that Instagram Stories has uh, taken headwind, headwinds from these platforms, but you know, sometimes this is like inside baseball kind of you know, looks at, like, whether people kind of talk about, oh, Twitter or yesterday, they did two and a half billion dollars in ad revenue, and they have a big audience. You know, uh, Instagram, I'm sorry, uh, Snapchat is a huge scaled audience, and, you know, while their monetization is emerging, I think when you see when acquisitions like placed, mm -hmm. you know, if they can show the efficacy of, the, of their brand immersive ad units, that's where it's really going to pop. I think that's why Facebook and Google have been so successful, is not only do they have massive audiences, but they show uh, the effectiveness tying back to 
conversion. Mm -hmm. And what's unique about Snap is it's really about brand immersive experiences, and that aligns really well to Complex. We are a brand platform. Mm -hmm. So this is, if you go to our, if you're familiar with our site, you know, you'll see these big immersive takeovers that really give brands uh, some awareness. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've always been about that kind of impact. So we love the sort of visual storytelling we can do in, in Snapchat. And if there's other platforms like that, if Instagram Stories develops into with those kinds of tools, we'd love to embrace them too. You guys do, you know, shows is a big part of what you do. Is that something that you guys are looking into? Because Snapchat itself is also looking for shows sure. consistently, right? I mean, it's part of the development team's job is mm -hmm. not just ideation for uh, Facebook and YouTube. And I, and I actually think you, you're going down this road of like, how do you make money? And, and I said sponsorship and pre-roll, but I think of what we're doing is incubating IP, showing proof of concept mm -hmm. in these digital platforms that can be then built for uh, distribution, whether that's linear domestically mm -hmm. or internationally. So the monetization has lots of different mm -hmm. aspects to it. So uh, one kind of final question on the platforms front. Uh, you, you mentioned it uh, multiple times now, right? You know, it's still wait to be seen if mid-rolls work. Yep. Uh, and if that revenue opportunity grows on Facebook. Um, Snapchat's an emerging medium for revenue. Um, if the point of the session is to don't dabble in video, like actually go all in, by its very nature, then aren't you basically saying you're going to have to accept that you're going to have to put some investment down first? Oh, it might be a loss yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, we had, I remember Rich uh, we prepared for the board in the end of 2012, and, you know, we had a, a profitable, fast growing business, and it was display oriented. And, you know, I remember we, we had not pursued the sort of YouTube creator challenge with $100 million, and we're like, you know, we, we, we have one person in video. Yeah. Uh, and we are not. So five years ago. Yeah. One person in video. Right, right. Okay. So 2013, we really started growing, growing it, and it's really, um, you know, we've tried so many different ways to do this, and it really came down to, you know, if you're going to do, built, if, you know, we'll build this video series if you sell it to the sales team, and you don't, you don't have any proof of concept, no one's going to buy it. So we, we had that one of our best clients, uh, biggest clients, I should say, uh, over the course of years, they've invested a ton of money with us and we and really close. And we said, well, you know, this is a great idea. Why, you know, we just don't think of you guys when it comes to our video plans. Mm -hmm. You know, we just don't think, you, think of you as a video player. And it took us three or four years to change that perception. And we only came from going sort of all in and saying, this is something that is important to us. And we did it in 13, not as a response because Facebook, you know, curtailed reach. Mm -hmm. We did it because that was where we saw the future of our business. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it, I, I'm hearing some of these comments over the, la over the last couple of days talking about, you know, is it right for me? And it might not be right for everybody. How, you have to think about, you know, how you develop your audience, if email and direct, mm -hmm. or if you can figure it out and search and you're not as reliant on, you just, it shouldn't be a reaction just because Facebook uh, dicta so. dictated that you should be in the video business. That's fair. Um, okay, so speaking of a growth medium, uh, you guys, you mentioned you have a, you have a, you have a block uh, on Fuse, uh, so television is part of Complex's plans. Um, you kind of are seeing it across the board among the larger digital players, right? You know, BuzzFeed has gone out and said, like, we want to be, they got a, a segment on the Today Show, uh, they want to do more television and film stuff, yep. uh, Vice, Fox, everyone. 
Um, is that still where just the largest amount of dollars are, and that's why it has to be a part of the game plan? There's a lot of dollars. <laughs> I mean, whether it's, uh, you know, um, the subscriber fees that you get as uh, just by being on sort of the linear dial mm -hmm. uh, or, or the massive audience. I mean, I think TV and commercial revenue, you know, the commercials, TVC, is uh, just such a vibrant revenue stream. Even though it might be declining as a whole, mm -hmm. if you can bring a new audience and show it grows mm -hmm. you, and take some share of that, that's a, that's a big chunk of revenue, a new revenue for us. Mm -hmm. But, like, do you see any of it uh, as an actual like audience growth vehicle or is it just like well you know we need to make some more money off of this stuff we know we can get it on television because you know the other conversation about television is viewerships are declining but the money's there so like how much of it is let's get let's get money while the money's still to be made versus we can find new audiences there so what i mean i think we have to kind of redefine what you talk about linear nielsen rated linear mm -hmm. who might not be doing as great a job capturing ott or some of the other uh, tools, is it really declining overall if you, if you had the good measurement? Um, but the, is it just about the money? I mean, if our sort of whole thesis is to build the most influential entertainment brands in the world, mm -hmm. then that's just another distribution point of us realizing the vision. Yeah, great. What is that like for, for Complex today? Where is the opportunity international for you guys? You know, uh, I think there's what, what we cover, sort of hip-hop culture, sneakers, you know, a whole variety of interests, but just those two categories alone, there is a voracious appetite, whether it's in Japan or, or China. Um, you know, our sneaker shopping format would do great there, uh, we, we know for sure, and, and all the sort of stuff we do around style. And um, so I think there's natural extensions in all English language, so the uh, UK and Australia are natural. Uh, but I, I, like I said, the Asia is really interesting for us and something that, that we're looking at. On the television side, it's always been a big thing, right? You know, like international, like you, that's where you go to buy buyers to yeah. syndicate out your shows for in additional windows and such. Um, when it comes to that market, um, are there people looking towards the digital brands to say, like, we want some of your content? Because that's a historic pipeline on television, but are they looking at a complex or a BuzzFeed being like, we want your stuff on our, on our channels or our platforms? Yeah, I, I think that there is sort of that new freshness that you get with, with some of these digital brands. Um, you know, complex was really uh, birthed in, you know, in the US. And so we have a mass scale sort of over time just by publishing in a worldwide way. Um, but so, our brand and some of the, there's a lot of interest. And I, I, you know, it's gonna be uh, a growth area, it's gonna be years of developing, and uh, you know, you gotta sort of knock them, you know, line them up and knock them down, and, and you know, it's a sales pipeline just like any other. Mm -hmm. um, and then one final question from me. Uh, you, we haven't really talked about this from a video perspective at all, um, but Twitter has been investing. In, in video as well. It's not just Facebook, Instagram, yeah. uh, uh, YouTube, et cetera. Time on, is that something that you see as a legitimate opportunity or is it like, whatever, like, let, let that be its thing and we're gonna keep on focusing on the, the platforms that we're already on? Yeah, we've been talking about that a lot lately and kind of refreshing. I mean, one of the challenges for us is like, our sales team is so good and they wanna sell the placements and it's hard when you look across all of our reach to, to go have a six second ad unit um, it's just 
operationally was challenging and something we didn't uh, focus on. But now, you know, here we are. If you look at the IP we've created and all the content, it's like we should totally be posting this to Twitter too. Um, and so over the last uh, couple months, we've tried to build that into the workflow. It's still sort of a, it's a workflow. I mean, this is like talk about challenges and like that sort of managing all the different places you want to upload to. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there is no tool to do it. It's very resource intensive to get all the metadata right, to tag it in the way that you want to tag it, unique to each platform. Um, and so we have sort of underinvested uh, posting to our video to Twitter, but that's, that's changing. Mm -hmm. And then final thing, um, if for, for the people in the room, like if, again, if you were, wanted to just uh, get in, if you were trying to get into the video business or you're pivoting to video, number one piece of advice, the most crucial thing that you would say you have to do. Besides the broad, like just go all in. I think deficit finance, some of it, you gotta take a, you gotta go show some proof of concept. You need to be able to show some links and show views and scale, because um, it's really hard to get a sponsorship or uh, with that, without that proof of concept. So you gotta take that leap. Great. Well, Scott, that was great. Thank you so much for joining yeah. us. Uh, Thank you. you. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with another summit session on Digiday Live.